Hey, kings and queens and everything in between. Welcome to this episode of A Sip with Samad podcast. And I'm your host, Samad. Let's jump in. Hey, y'all. Sorry for the delay in getting to you. Um, It's been a really, really hectic week, Uh, but I'll start this episode with a PSA. And that PSA is to check on your strong friends, y'all. So this week has been probably one of the hardest weeks of my life. Uh, I had to do something that I didn't sort of ever imagine that I would have to do. Uh, and that was making the decision to remove my mother off of life support. Uh, so if you aren't interested in hearing about my experience and desire more pop culture and all the fun things, I'm just going to let you know you should check out now. Um, this might not be the show for you this week. Uh, but come back next week. I might be better and back together. Most of you may not know this, but my mother was an addict or is an addict, uh, addicted to heroin to be more exact. And as a result of this long-term addiction, it led to numerous complications, which ultimately landed her in the hospital for what has been the past three weeks. You may have remembered me alluding to it in earlier episodes where I would mention having to go to Jersey to handle some family business. If I'm being completely honest with you all, I was hesitant about sharing this with you all, not because I was embarrassed, but more so because I didn't want to bog you all down with my issues, right? Uh, I tend to come off as cheerful and happy and all those other things in between, but I felt like this would take away from that. And maybe folks aren't signing up to hear those types of stories or experiences. However, something in me sort of pushed me to start to share one, because I think it will help me in getting through all of this but two, I, I want anyone else out there to know that they aren't alone. And talking to one of my closest friends, Ed, we both share similar backgrounds. It's interesting, but he lives on the, he grew up on the West Coast and I grew up on the East Coast. And one of the things that he shared with me when I told him about my mom's situation was that it's going to be hard for anyone who hasn't experienced this to fully empathize with what you're experiencing or what you have experienced. They won't know. And that, to me, sort of reaffirmed this idea that I'm not alone, right? I have a, a, some, a friend like Ed who's gone through similar situations with his parents. Um, parents, I have, yeah, there are others out there. I grew up with a lot of these people who parents were also addicts. I mean, it's not unheard of for someone to 
grow up in the projects around a bunch of addicts. Once again, I, I thought weed was the was the end thing. I thought that's what everybody was was using. There are others out there who are experiencing what you're experiencing. And 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 lastly, because I want you all to know that someone who you might perceive as having all their shit together. Maybe waiting through shit themselves and sometimes not even their own shit, somebody else's shit, somebody that's proximate to them, a family member. Um, so for this particular episode, I want to talk about my mother. Now, when I say talk about my mother, I'm not saying talk about her in any disparaging way, um, but I think it is important to share what I know and her experience in dealing with her addictions. Uh, my mother, my mother had a typical childhood. She grew up with a loving mother who she adored and her father. She was able to be a kid, had a slew of friends, loved dancing, even though she had two left feet. And I can remember her little two-step shuffle that she would do whenever her song came on. My mother was also opinionated, spoiled, and didn't take no shit from anyone. And y'all remember the fight story I told y'all about with those girls at the bridge on Temple Street in Patterson, where my mother dare somebody disrespect one of her children. And so as, you know, life progressed on and I became more aware or cognizant of my mom's addiction, I can actually recall asking her once I became an adult to recount her history with drugs. I don't know what compelled me to ask her this, but I knew that her history with drugs was something that was deeper than I ever understood. And so as her child, I wanted to understand. So that way I can understand her. She said that it all started smoking weed in high school because everyone in high school was smoking weed, right? It was just a common thing to do, but it escalated after that. She told me about a story when she could actually recall walking across the field in Hinchcliffe Stadium uh, on her graduation day in 1983 and how she was so hot walking across the field and wanted to come out of her gown and everything else that she had on as she tried to uh, eloquently walk across the field in some heels. She said that once again, it escalated to stronger things. And that's when she became exposed to heroin. She said for the most part, her and her friends were just experimenting and doing it sneakingly. But one day, her father, who was also a heroin addict, saw her trying to sneak and get high. And he actually told her, don't ever sneak this from me. If you want to be woman enough to do it, you can do it in front of me. And so she chose to do just that. She didn't hide it from him. According to most of my family, they saw my mother uh, was like the spitting image of my grandfather, just in female form. Probably, I think it might have been, I don't know if it was before or after I was born, but I was born the following year. I was born in 1984. And so one of the things that she took pride in, actually, when we had a chance to recount 
this experience was that she said she never used drugs while she was pregnant with the three children that she had. She said she just couldn't. Now, she did say she sipped the beer with one of us. I'm not going to tell you who it was of the three of us. I'll just tell you it wasn't me. There you go. I don't know if drinking was really frowned upon back in those days. I mean, hell, a lot of people, depending on how old you are, parents smoked while they were pregnant with them. So that's neither here nor there. She said that things started to spiral a bit shortly after I was born. Uh, Three months or so after I was born, my grandmother, my mother's mother, passed away due to contracting AIDS. For much of my life, I was led to believe that it was due to a blood transfusion that went bad for much of my childhood. That's what I grew up knowing. And it kind of aligned with what was happening in the times. I can remember stories of Ryan White and uh, the whole blood transfusion debacle and how people were or could have contracted AIDS or HIV from a blood transfusion. But I later found out that she actually contracted it from my grandfather, who was using heroin as well. My mother told me at that time that people didn't quite understand HIV and AIDS and people didn't want to deal with her. And for that matter, me, the infant who was just born three months old, um, they wondered whether or not I had AIDS, if anyone else in the house had AIDS. And as a result, my mother went into this dark space and found refuge in something that relieved the stress. I can actually recall, um, I didn't know it at the time, that she was referring to drugs as she would say, I had to take my stress pills. It was at that point that she actually gave me to my godfather, uh, Rodney, and asked him to take care of me. (laughs) And she tried to handle the situation that was in front of her. I should add that at that time, I was three months old. My mother also had a 10-year-old brother. And so she was sort of thrusted into adulthood well before she was even an adult or probably had the skills to make adult-like decisions. For much of my life, I think that there were times when my mother was able to pull it together As a kid, I used to love watching her handle business. It was like one of the most fascinating things to me. She would put on what I call her white woman voice and she would get things done. It was like, hello, how are you? Yeah, yes, thank you so much. It was, I I used to call her white woman voice. She used to actually say that you can get a lot of shit solved if you know how to sound right on the phone. This was before the era of the internet and folks being able to go online and do things. This is when you actually had to go into places and get on the phone and talk to everyone to get business handled. So it was a different time. Now, I still do believe, though, that if you sound, if you use your white voice, you can get so much done. Now, while I can talk about all the highs of uh, growing up with the mother that I had, when she hit low, she hit low. And I honestly didn't become aware of the severity of my mother's addiction until I got to high school, actually. I can recall one fall or winter month, I was walking down the hill 
over by school 28 and school four. And my mother came around that it was a little corner there and she was peeping me out. And I kind of noticed it was her. I wasn't sure, but I, I, I felt like that was my mother uh, from what I could see in the distance. She said as we got closer that she was trying to figure out who this fine man was. And then she realized it was her son. For anyone who cares, uh, just as an FYI, I had on a black pea coat, uh, probably some cargo jeans or something like that, a button up and the piece de resistance at the time. It was Durango boots. I loved me some Durango's. It was the closest thing to having a heel without having a heel. So you can be gay, but not gay, gay. As we were walking and laughing and talking, narcs pulled up out of nowhere and they pulled up on the sidewalk and proceeded to arrest my mother right in front of me. I realized I said narc and a lot of people may not be familiar what that is. Um, we call it narcs. They're it's short for narcotics police. It was a devastating time for both of us. I could see how petrified she was on her face and scared. And all I can remember as they pulled off was I stood there in shock. I didn't know what to do. I kept asking myself, do I go up to back to the house and tell my family of what happened? They're going to ask questions. I don't know the answers to. They're also going to. It is a constant reminder that my mother had this problem, right? That I I didn't know was that what it was. So instead of going home that entire day, I actually decided to trek to a friend's house on the whole other side of town and crying, ugly crying too, the whole way there, trying to get my thoughts together and to figure out and process everything that just took place on the bus. Might I add you fast forward from that instance incident, excuse me, and she was given a date to appear in court. And I ended up taking off school that day. And I went with my great grandmother, Granny, the one, the woman who was also in the situation with the girls fighting at the bridge. Moving forward, I'm going to just go ahead and name that bridge brawl. And as we were sitting there, my mother walked in and was surprised to see us there. But that's what you do. One of the things that I think I will forever remember is you show up for family. Right or wrong, right? Um, we're taught to support each other as black people, good, bad, ugly, in between. And so my mother was being her bullheaded self. And just for the record, did I mention she was a Leo? I grew up with mostly Leos and a Leo Virgo in the house. There was one Gemini, but I, I was the cancer in a sea of Leos and Virgos. Everybody. My father, my godfather, my mother, my cousins, my brothers, all of them. Crazy. I know. As they say in the South, bless my heart. But the public defender was trying to get her to take a plea deal, and she just refused the entire time. So the public defender then came over to me and Granny and asked us to talk some sense into her. She said, this is a serious matter, and your mother is up on charges for of, uh, possession of drugs. And I can remember Granny saying something along the lines of, all of this for some reefers? And the public defender scoffed. She was like, what? And she looked at both of us dead in our faces. And she was like, we are talking about heroin here. 
And so me and Granny didn't know how to respond at that particular point. We just looked at each other, looked at her. And I think Granny probably, because my grandfather, her son, also went down the same road with heroin and it ultimately took his life. And so I don't quite remember what happened after that point. If I'm being completely honest with you, I probably was still a bit in shock at the fact that I just found out my mother was doing heroin all my life. I thought it was just weed. Right. Uh, So I probably blacked out if I'm if I'm being honest with you. I do remember, however, my mother doing some time. And when she got out, she actually went on a straight and narrow path, as folks would say. She met someone in the program. She married eventually, and I loathe, but not diving into that because that's not about him. It's about Celeste today. My mother tried a number of times to get it, quote unquote, right. But something I've learned from watching her and her addictions is that addictions are strong. And while you think you're gone, while you think they may be gone, it takes continuous work to rid yourself of them or keep them under control. I honestly feel in my heart of hearts that we are all susceptible to addictions. It may not be drugs, right? It may be alcohol. It may be sex. It may be money. It may be power. It may be food. There's a multitude of things that one could be addicted to. Now, I also recognize, and I'll posit for this particular episode is that some addictions are probably more acceptable than others. Nobody says anything to the young woman or man who becomes a CEO because they're searching for, they have an addiction to power, right? And so you're like, go forth and be a CEO. And they're, they, 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 they feed off of that. They, they're, they, they appreciate that. Meanwhile, all the other things around them are, falling apart like their family. So in the end, I think that anyone can be addicted to anything, but some folks are able to overcome them more than others. So while I spent the most of my time sort of recounting my mother's story and her addictions, I want to leave you all with these things about her. Despite her circumstances, My mother was a good mother, and I honestly believe that she did the best that she could given her circumstances. I'm reminded of this every time I wake up and I look at myself in the mirror uh, that I like when I'm tired, I'm like, I look just like Celeste. Although folks would say when I'm not tired, I look like her, too. But she was one of my biggest fans. When I tell you that when she found out that I could sing, which was around when I was seven, she used to sign me up for every talent show all throughout Patterson. Have me singing at people's weddings. She would even wake me up in the middle of the night to have me sing for some men she thought had industry connections. I can remember being woken up at about maybe 11, 12 And standing on the coffee table, singing Maxwell Ascension's album to and it was it was 
I love the album, but I started to hate it after a while because I'm like, I really would enjoy my sleep. Most folks know me know I'm an early riser. So waking me up in the middle of the night to sing a song is not what I really enjoyed doing. But I hated it. But I sung anyway because I knew that it made her happy. I knew that it made her proud. Um, And it was what it was. I mean, I was trying to be famous. So if this is what you had to do to be famous, I was all for it. But my mother instilled in me sort of a certain level of confidence at a young age that I hope, I just hope that I can instill in my future children. She would always say things like, do you want to be a follower or a leader? Are you trying to follow the in crowd? Because they're not going anywhere. You are the in crowd. She would always tell me that because I was smart and talented. And as my uncle would say, a pretty boy, her words, not mine. Bitches are always going to be coming for you. So the best thing you can do to get around that is to do better. Another thing that my mother would always remind me of was to keep going and don't ever let anyone stop you from what it is that you wanted. I can recall when I moved down to Atlanta to go to Morehouse and I was struggling, y'all. I was struggling to be a full-time student as well as uh, working full-time at the time at numerous jobs and also trying to manage a relationship I had with an idiot, right? We all have those. And I can recall calling her because I didn't know who to call at the time and telling her what was going on. And I also told her that I wanted to take a break from school. And in a motherly way, only a mother could, uh, only a mother from Patterson could. (laughs) She said, you ain't ever let nobody stop you from getting what it is that you wanted. Not even me, your mother. So don't start that shit now. She was like, dump that nigga, which I did. Get you a place of your own, which I did, and focus on what was your move down there for in the first place, which I did. She also told me as I was moving out of dude's apartment that if he tried something to hit him in the face with a bag of meat or something like that, go in the the freezer and find the most frozen thing and knock him in his face with it. (laughs) There are, of course, other things that I could talk about for hours, probably, but that's what you're going to get today. Once again, to those that are going through, once again, for those that are going through something like this or have gone through a similar experience with a loved one, you are not alone. Please be sure to take care of yourself. Because you can't take care of anyone if you aren't well yourself. Talk to someone. Don't let it overwhelm you. Hell, send me a note and talk to me if, 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 you, if need be. For those of you who might be wondering, well, how am I feeling? I purposely tried to keep that out of this episode because I wanted to focus on my mother. And I, I'm honestly still processing a lot. So I'll share that as I get clarity along the way. But I appreciate everyone's concerns and thoughts. Um, As me, my brother, and my uncle 
navigate this. With that being said, I want to take this time to dedicate this episode to my mother, Celeste Elizabeth Gant, one of the most fightingest women I have ever come across in my entire life. If you're still listening, I just wanted to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. And as I mention every show, please continue to share, like, download, subscribe to the A Sip With Some Odd podcast. Feel free to reach out to me with other topics that you may want to discuss. I really want to begin diving in more deeply and being more vulnerable, but it's a process. So we will proceed. And on that note, y'all, I'm out. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please know that you can always get help. Call 1-800-662-4357. That's 1-800-662-HELP.